The Buffalo Bills are at the bye week. And honestly, Bills Mafia, I was really looking forward to recapping a week where the Bills are not at the record they currently are as we speak. Today, on episode 36 of season two of Sports for Beginners, we break down the good, the bad, and the Oh, if we did this, this would happen. I I would have loved to be joined by Ryan Talbot, but Ryan, due to areas I will not get into, unfortunately cannot be with us. But that's okay. Because he's got his stuff to do. So without further ado, and without further delay, here's the intro music and message as we begin episode 36 of season 2. Welcome to Sports for Beginners, the show where we cover our favorite teams, sports media, and other topics. I am your host, Scott McGregor, so let's get ready to hit the field. Hello and welcome everybody to a Buffalo Bills bi-week edition of the Sports for Beginners podcast. My name is Scott McGregor. And this is going to be a little different than many of the shows we've done. Because we are going to be sticking to the main topic, the Buffalo Bills. But before we get into the needy greedy there's a question that I, I was asking last time we did bill's post game and that was is it time for the buffalo bills to hit the panic button on this season Th- throughout the show we'll get into some topics that i was going to discuss with ryan talbot And we'll also dive into some breaking news, not regarding the Buffalo Bills, but uh, again, another quick reminder that all throughout the month of December, you will be able to see all of our video versions of this month's weekly in sports from November at the end of the month, including the end of the month intro words, 
So without further ado, I want to start off this show by first bringing up our bringing up our topic and to do that we're going to bring up the last calm before the storm before the buffalo bills hit the bye week so let's hit my shared screen and let's listen to Eagles versus Bills Calm Before the Storm. too tough for the Bills to make the playoffs. Philly has actually had to beat good teams. The train whistles in Western New York will not be there in Philadelphia. They're going to have to play a perfect game to beat the Philadelphia Eagles. They likely won't. We always got, man. There it is. There is the calm before the storm. And Let's start off this show by discussing the elephant in the room. And when I say the elephant in the room, I'm not talking about the Bills record right now, which stands at six and six and still second in the AFC East standings. Division-wise, I'm not talking about that. What I'm talking about, when I say elephant in the room, I'm talking about the Buffalo Bills firing Ken Dorsey. Now, We're not going to talk too much about Ken Dorsey's firing, but I do want to talk about not necessarily how his firing happened, but how I felt about the way quarterback coach of the Buffalo Bills, that is the interim offensive coordinator for the Bills, Joe Brady, has gone. Through the team. I want. I just want to touch on. My thoughts on Joe Brady. As a quarterback's coach. As a quarterback's coach. I thought Joe Brady was doing pretty well. I mean. Yeah there was a little bit of some slip ups. During some of the games. But since Ken Dorsey got fired,
I I was on the verge of just of being like I was on the verge of being like is he going to have a tough time is Joe Brady going to have a tough time specifically is he going to have a tough time transitioning into the role of offensive coordinator from defensive coach sorry off sorry quarterbacks coach excuse me i said defense coach uh head coach sean mcdermott is the man who is calling the defensive plays but he's also the head coach of the buffalo bills i mean bills mafia let me just say this i feel like joe brady's been doing a really good job so far this year. Yes, the Bills, yes the Bills are 6 and 6. Yes, the Bills are 6 and 6. But look at where they are right now. Again, second Again, they're second in the They're second in the AFC East. But the big, the big, the big standings, the big standings for the NFL include the conference. And that's where the Bills are not in a very good place right now. Like, they're in a very good place when it comes to the AFC East standings. But when it comes to the conference, and I'm going to share my screen here with sportsnet.ca. But when it comes to the conference, when it comes to the conference, the Buffalo Bills are not in a very good position. Yes, they're not fighting for the basement. That's uh, a New York Jets and uh, New England Patriots thing right now they're not fighting for the basement right now which is good for buffalo but they're not number one look at this look at this nine and three baltimore top dog in the afc east sorry in the afc division i should say in the afc conference not division right behind them Kansas City, eight and three. Jacksonville, eight and three. Miami, eight and three. Pittsburgh, seven and four. Cleveland, seven and four. Indianapolis, six and five. Houston, six and five. Denver, also six and five. The only other teams not having a good year than Buffalo? Okay, okay. I think they're having a good year, but they're not having a great year. Uh, those teams below the Buffalo Bills are the Cincinnati Bengals at 5-6, and six, the Las Vegas Raiders at 5-7, and seven, 
the LA Chargers at four and seven. The Tennessee Titans also at four and seven. The New York Jets four and seven too as well. And then the team that's just not having a viewed a great year at all. They're just not having a great year at all. It's the New England Patriots. They're at two and nine. They've only won two games and lost nine. Wow. I mean, New England's in must-win mode right now. But I guess that could be the same said for Cincinnati, Las Vegas, Los Angeles Chargers, uh, the Tennessee Titans, the New York Jets, and of course, the Buffalo Bills. Denver, Houston, and Indianapolis, yeah, they're still in must-win mode, but they're doing all right. They're doing all right. They're doing all right. After you fired Matt Canada, the Pittsburgh Steelers find themselves at 7-4, and and they're fifth in the AFC Conference. I mean, it's not terrible for Buffalo, but it's also not a good place to be when you've lost so many different players, some for the year, all right, let's take a quick timeout. When we come back, I'll get into some of my good that I that I think about the Buffalo Bills, especially when it comes to head coach Sean McDermott. We'll possibly hear a little bit from Sean. And I also want to hear from... Uh, I also want to hear a little bit from I'd like to hear a little bit in terms of press conference from uh, Joe Brady and I gotta you know what I gotta know I gotta know what what's going through Josh's mind. I know it's not going through his mind right now because they're at the bye week, but I gotta just I gotta go with I gotta go check out what Josh had to say. What Joe Brady's got to say, what Sean had to say, 
maybe we will just hear from Joe Brady. Maybe we'll hear from Josh. But anyways, those are still to come in the final two segments of the program. But as for my good, I guess you could say we started with the bad. We'll get to the ugly in the final segment, but fans, Buffalo, let me know what you guys think. And while you guys do, we'll take a quick time out. Looking for a sports podcast that covers sports weekly as well as gets you set up for the day? Check out Weekly in Sports with me, Scott McGregor. We give some shout outs of the week to podcasts like this one and those who do them discuss the Blue Jays, Bill, Raptors, and more. To learn more, check out the Sports for Beginners Facebook page. Search Sports for Beginners. Take another look with Gerda Felix and Melanie Tadio Malo. Two powerful women of diverse backgrounds having genuine, unique, and uncomfortable conversations that everyone needs to have. Join Melanie and Gerda for conversations about what is missing from human connections. Welcome back to episode 37, 36, excuse me, of season two of Sports for Beginners. Our bi-week episode for the Buffalo Bills, we would have been joined by none other than Ryan Talbot, friend of the show, but he was needed or might have been needed in one Bills drive to cover a story regarding Von Miller. I won't get into too much of those details because all those are details that Ryan will tell you. Uh, And it was definitely some news that was making headlines. But what I will say here is, let's actually use this segment here to talk about Von Miller. Let's talk about Von Miller. Now, not I don't want to pay too much attention to the stats here, but Von Miller... He hasn't really looked like himself. He he hasn't really had too much of a good year for Buffalo this year. But you could probably guess that's because he's been... But you could probably guess that's because That's because he is on, or he is just, he's recovering from an injury or something like that. I, however, don't. I mean, it looks like Vaughn is playing okay, but I wouldn't say Vaughn is playing like like the Vaughn Miller. people would know in Denver. I wouldn't say Von Miller is playing like 
So Von Miller, he he used to be in Denver. But here's what I will say about Von. Here's what I will say about Von Miller. I feel like Von Miller is looking for the game where he goes off. I mean, take a look at his stats here. I don't pay attention to a lot of them. But take, take a look at these. Take a look at these recent games. Take a look at these recent games as we, uh, as I share my screen. Take a look at these recent games at the Eagles. He didn't even play. He didn't even play. No tackles. He did not even assist. He didn't even play. Versus the Jets. Yes, the Bills won that game, 32-6. But again, he didn't play. Against the Broncos. Got a tackle against his own team. Uh, did not have an AST, so an assist. An assist, I believe. He didn't have that. He combined for one. Tackle. Whatever S-O-L-O means, he had one of those. No sack. I mean, Vaughn just doesn't, Vaughn just hasn't hit, Vaughn just hasn't sacked anybody yet. Since he, since he's come to the Bills. Okay. Okay, 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 okay. Let me rephrase all of that. He, when he first came to the Bills, he started 11 games that he played, made 18 tackles, three assist tackles, he combined for 21 tackles in the starts he did. He also had 17 S-O-L-O, -O, whatever those are, uh, he had 17 of those, plus he had eight sacks. And he only defended two passes. Like, oh my goodness. In the recent games, he's only had some stats that equ that equivalent in the Buccaneer game. When the Bills won 24 to 18. The Bronco game when they lost 24 to 22. 
and when they lost to the Jaguars 25 to 20 a couple of weeks ago before that. Like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Vaughn, Vaughn has been okay, but he hasn't been good, obviously. He, he's been okay. He hasn't been good, obviously. But... But I think his time will come. I think Vaughn's time will come. All right. So let's get into some of my good before we get to Joe Brady, who was the last person to speak for the press conferences so far before the bye week. Let's let's get to before we get to Joe Brady, let's get to some of my good. Okay. Well, right at the top of that list is Taryn Johnson. Taryn Johnson, I believe He's played pretty well. He's played pretty well, Taron Johnson. Has. He has played pretty well. Taron has played pretty well. He has played pretty well. He has played pretty well. But... Taking too many men on the field penalties is really going to hurt us. And I especially, especially hope that does not happen anymore. Like, we can't afford that. We can't afford it. We can't afford... Like, the Buffalo Bills cannot afford. They absolutely cannot afford. And I say, yes, they cannot afford penalties like too many men on the field. So, I thought Josh Allen has actually played pretty well.
Honestly, I feel like Josh has played pretty well. But, but what do you guys think? So one of our questions that will be in our Q&A here is we want to know, and actually this is going to come out to those that listen to the Shout Buffalo Football Podcast, not myself included, even though I still listen to them. Uh, what does the Shout Buffalo Football Podcast think about this season in Bill's Mafia land? So Bill's Mafia and those that listen to Shout and are a part of the Shout Buffalo Bills Insider Text Group, I want to know what you guys have thought so far about the Buffalo Bills season this year. And we'll talk a little more, Ken Dorsey. We'll talk a little more uh, about John McDermott, if he's on the hot seat or not, when we get to our ugly. But we talked about in the opening the bad. Let's talk about the good here. Now, Sean McDermott, I think I think he's settling in to I think he's settling in nicely to the defensive coordinating portion of his coaching career. But let's not forget he's also your head coach. And Sean actually has come out and said that Sean McDermott has actually come out and said that the reason why they fired Ken Dorsey was because they they felt it was kind of time to move on. I believe that's what it was. I'll double check again. But uh Honestly, it feels like they were in need of a change, and so they promoted Joe Brady to offensive coordinator and fired Ken Dorsey. We'll talk a little bit more about that in our final segment. But to take us to that break of the program, let's get a little bit from... Joe Brady himself. So, ladies and gentlemen, going to take you now to buffalobills.com. And let's hear a little media from Joe Brady. Joe? Hey, Joe, how are you? Um, you know, on uh, that third down play, uh, Gabe and Josh there, uh, a lot of analysis has come out on it since the game. Um, some people say that Gabe needed to cut toward the goalpost uh, on the option route. Some suggest that Josh should have thrown it toward the pylon. Uh, now that you've looked at the tape, what should have happened there? And can you take us through the play 
and, and why you made that call in that spot? Um, look, I think, you know, we communicate before the game, you know, Josh and I have conversations about, hey, look, we get certain situations, uh, expect what type of coverages and what plays we want to get to. And that was one of them. Um, at the end of the day, if, there's a, if there is a mis miscommunication and that's, if it falls on me, right, as offensive coordinator, like there's nothing easy about it from a Josh Allen standpoint of it's a blitz zero situation, which you knew you kind of get where there's a lot of guys coming at you. You're going to have to drift, make a decision on the fly. And so um, we didn't connect on it. And uh, Gabe's not at fault. Josh is not at fault. Like as the offensive coordinator, I got to put the thumb at myself. And so uh, what can I do to put him in a better position to have success next time that we get that opportunity that we can have a walk off in there? So. Um, that's basically what it comes down to right now. It's just internal conversations about us just figuring that out. But, you know, more so me just uh, pointing the thumb at myself and making sure that uh, whatever the communication is, that we're all on the same page next time. How do you balance that accountability with the mm -hmm. fact that, listen, you've done this job before, but this is game two, week two, you guys score 34 points. So a lot of success in there. Um, how do you manage that accountability with the fact that you guys did so many good things in that game? Um, we didn't win the football game. like. Our job is not to outgain the opposing team. Our job is to outscore them. And whatever that means on a week-to-week -week team, whether we have to score 15 points, whether we have to score you know, 50 points, whatever that is, you know, it's going to be different. You know, there's a way to win it. And uh, you know, it's not about you know, the success that we might have had. It's that we didn't win the football game. And so whenever you lose that, you got to you know, look at yourself in the mirror and say, hey, what could I have done better? And you know, that's what I think the rest of our offense is doing, and me in particular. Uh, and then for James Cook, um, you know, a mistake in this game, you know, dropping that uh, what, what might have been a touchdown pass. You know, he's on the sideline for a while, similar to the fumble um, a few weeks ago. Do you feel that that's been helpful for him, like after a mistake like that, getting held back a little bit? Or, you know, is there any thought or conversation about maybe keeping him in the game so that he can kind of, you know, get back from some of the momentum lost, if that's even the case? Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of things that go into play. Uh, James not going in the next drive had nothing to do with the drop. Okay. Um, you know, that was just a product, just rotation. I wanted me personally, I wanted to get the guys going, you know, get Latavius going, get Ty going, get Jimbo going early in the game. I don't I don't think it's right for a running back to it's hard to really get a full balance, but I don't think it's right for a running back to go in there in the second half and get the first couple of touches. So that had nothing to do with I have the utmost confidence in Jimbo and um, you know, he knows that that's why we're featuring on pass. So that has nothing to do with, you know, I expect that we call it again, um, that he'll make that play. And so that just was a product of uh, just the rotation and, and how the game was kind of being played it had nothing to do with the actual play. Thanks, Joe. Appreciate it. Hey, Joe, uh, John Warrell here. Sorry, I don't have my video on. I've had uh, internet problems, but um, kind of, you kind of answered it. And, and, and I guess just as well as the offense played, um, how much was it a reminder? And you have no control over field goals and things like that. Um, how much was it a reminder that you need to keep scoring um, and, and need to finish those drives? Because that essentially was the margin um, of victory and defeat there um, on Sunday. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it was a reminder. I think it's the obvious, like, our job as an offense is to score points when we touch the field. And every time we don't do that, you know, that's a failure on our part. Um, it has nothing to do with the opposing team that we're playing. It has nothing to do with anything else other than that's our job. Um, we have to finish the drives. We cross midfield. We get in the fringe. We have to finish it. It has nothing to do with I have so much confidence in Tyler Bass that, you know, 
we got down in the last one. I was upset we didn't score, but I, I didn't even look at the field goal. I knew he was going to make it. Like, it has nothing to do with any of those other than the fact of, like, I think when we, when our offense is on the field, I have full confidence that we're going to find ways to get into the end zone, and I believe our guys have that. So when we don't do that, um, I think you just have to sit there and say, hey, you know, what are we, are we beating ourselves? What are we doing? Am I putting them in a position to have success? And uh, I don't think it, it's a reminder or, or anything like that. It's kind of just kind of the obvious that, um, with the guys that we have in that in that room in that unit, that um, we believe that we should be able to score when we get the football. Is and on the bright side, if there is a bright side to this, is there a sense of encouragement that this offense seems to be playing to its potential, um, as we've seen over the past couple of weeks? Um, yeah, I mean, I th I think at the end of the day, um. I've enjoyed watching the way our guys are playing playing the game, but we don't play uh, – we play to win football games. And I want the guys to understand that that's what we do it for. And uh, we have to do whatever we can to find a way to go 1-0. And um, it's not about – it's not about how many points we score. It's not about – it's about finding that – finding that way to, to, to finish the game with, with a win. Um, and so uh, I, I appreciate the energy. Um, I appreciate the confidence that they're playing with. And we have to um, – that has to continue. Um, but all that matters is winning. We're not in a, we're in a business to win football games. And as offense coordinator, I got to do a better job of, of getting us to that result. I understand that Joe. Thank you very much. And uh, hopefully you get a chance to enjoy the, some, some time off. Appreciate you. Hi Joe, uh, Mark gone from the Buffalo news. Just what was your evaluation of uh, a few thoughts on how the offensive line held up against that Eagles uh, defensive front, particularly on the edges? Yeah, look, that's 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 a that's a tough that's a tough defense. Um, you know, they they're they're built. They have you know do a really good job in, in the uh, rushing the pass or stopping the run, and they do a really good job in the back end. You know, in covering. So it's a it's a, you know it's it's a, it was a great opportunity for us. Um, um, I loved how our guys competed in there, and and um, we knew that in, at least early in the game there there was going to be some runs. There were going to be some bloody runs in terms of. You know, they might only be a two-yard run, but, you know, it's going to benefit us in the end. Um, and, uh, you know, there were some matchups that, you know, I sat there and said, hey, is it, is it better to – I feel like we can block them, you know, in this situation as opposed to a jam and um, get one less receiver out. And I thought our guys battled in there. I mean, when you got 100 plays um, against that type of defense, against and you pass the ball 50 times plus some scrambles for those guys to hold up like they did, um, extremely encouraged, extremely uh, – out of the way that they, they competed in, in the, um, you know, and uh, I think, you know, at the end of the game, you can see that, you know, it kind of wore on them a little bit on you know, the defense and we were able to kind of run the ball, you know, when the game kind of mattered. And so I was, uh, I was proud of how they competed in there. Thanks, Joe. Hey, Joe. Um, I was curious, kind of saying that, you know, that running back rotation and taking James off the field, that kind of thing. How do you kind of balance that with him still being, you know, this is his second year now, like, wanting him on the field, getting Latavius on the field, getting Ty Johnson some, like, how do you kind of view that room and potentially also bringing Leonard Burnett into it? How do you kind of view that group? Yeah, I mean, that's, the, I think the, excuse me, the pot, you, you look at the room and you're, you got a bunch of different type of players. And I think that that's what makes it uh, unique and special to our room is, uh, you know, you can find out what they do well and kind of try to put them in their, in their own kind of positions. Hey, what runs do they, do they do well? Hey, what do they do in protection pass game? You can kind of mix and match it from there. And, you know, we have the ability to put tags and get certain guys on certain plays. And sometimes it's like, hey, I got confidence that any of them can do this. So 
let's just kind of let's rotate them and kind of let them get a little bit of you know some touches get some hits um you know under their belt and then kind of roll with it from there um but james i think jimbo knows like i'll look him in the eye and let him know like i got full confidence that whether he needs to run it 30 times in a game or you know whatever it is that uh um i'm, I'm good to go with him and uh and uh, I think that that's important for him to know, um, but I don't think he doubts that. And I think all the guys in the room and um, the unit have full confidence in whoever's a running back in there, they're going to do their job. And then I was curious for you having this bye week, like it's a unique position having just calling two games ago. How do you approach this? Do you like, self like Sean talks a lot about self-scouting, but like from your perspective, are you able to maybe add to the offense kind of? look at it from a different perspective? Like, how do you kind of approach this extra time? Yeah, you know, it, it, it is unique, um, you know, because I, I have to do a good job. We have to do a good job of figuring out, you know, how, are, how have the two games been played, you know, from a self-scout standpoint on, you know, uh, you know the... I think that's all we're going to get to there. But uh, you can capture the full broadcast sorry the full press conference of Joe Brady's presser when we actually show a link to the description we will have we will have it all for you in the description of the episode But I, I gotta. But again, you know, Joe Brady. the The way he was answering these questions, the way he was answering these questions, that the media for Buffalo was asking him. I I, I applaud you for that. I really do. All right. So the ugly. Oh. Oh, sorry about that. Not sure why that did that, but uh, we got more. We got more of the Joe Brady. We got more of the Joe Brady media. Uh, anyways, I'm not sure why that did that, but anyways, we're going to get to the ugly in our final segment, but we, we start with the bad, then we went to some of my good, and then we're going to get to the ugly, and when we get to the ugly, we're going to hear from Josh Allen next. As we continue on our bi-week program, we are also going to wrap up with my three things I'm looking forward to when the Bills and the Chiefs go back to battle. Or in this case, when they go to battle in Arrowhead next Sunday, December 14th, 
2023 because now we're on the bye week so things are halting up a little bit we're not really preparing for a game week we're not uh bringing you post game right now for buffalo so when we return right here on Sports for Beginners, episode 36 of season two. We'll do my three things that I expect the Buffalo Bills to do or am expecting the Buffalo Bills to at least think about doing. And I'll give my keys to victory as well. We're also going to do the ugly. And we are going to hear from Josh Allen, who spoke post-game. So I'm very, very curious to find out what... I'm very, very curious to find out what Josh had to say. And we are going to hear from Josh to open up our final segment right after this from Take Another Look. Quick reminder for those of you who have been tuning into the podcast and have heard about Especially for today, at the time of this recording, it is Friday, December 1st, 2023. Who have heard the CNT Radio Song Bank is back and will be kicking off. at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and running until 9 p.m. Eastern Time as well. It's a great show. There's tons of other great shows. And for me, it's a great way to wind down for the weekend before covering some more sports. So please come out and join us or join Sienna rather on the Sienna T Radio Song Bank. Tonight at 7 p.m. until 9 p.m. Eastern. So all of that being said, let's take a quick break here from Broadcast Map. And then Josh Allen will bring us into our final segment 
of episode 36 of season 2. The ugly of the first half of the year. Recapping all of the games from week 1. To week 12. As we sit here, the Bills are 6 and 6. And at the recording of this podcast, the team the Bills face next is at a record of 8 and 3 but is playing a game this week in Lambeau against the Green Bay Packers. We'll be right back with more Sports for Beginners right after this from Broadcast Map. Looking for conversations on the world of broadcasting, sports media, and from time to time, my favorite sports teams? Listen to Broadcast Map with me, Ali Musa. To learn more about the show and to view the upcoming schedule, like the Broadcast Map Facebook page. Search Broadcast Map. Thank you very much, Allie, for putting together our station ID to take us back into the studio. We really appreciate it. Join Allie, Sienna, and Makara on Spicy Techie, which is another show that Sienna does, like the one she's doing tonight on Sienna T Radio, the Sienna T Radio Song Bank, which gets going at 7 p.m. Eastern and runs until 9 p.m. Eastern. Speaking of 9 p.m. Eastern, If you're looking to check out Voices for Ability Radio, why not check out my good friend, Jocelyn Dorr, at 9 p.m. on her podcast, Beyond the Bong, every Friday evening from 9 p.m. Eastern. I should say every Friday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern. But again, yes, thank you so much, Ali, for creating a station ID to bring us back into the studio. Depending on if we're coming into the rink, coming into the field, coming onto the diamond, etc. 
All right. Let's kick it into overdrive with our ugly, with our ugly, I should say. But first, let's hear what Josh Allen, let's hear what quarterback himself, Josh Allen, had to say after the Eagles lost. So let's share the screen again. And this is Josh Allen after the 37 to 34 overtime loss to the Philadelphia Eagles. Josh, let us know. Can you explain on the last pass to game? Was it just a miscommunication? You thought he was going one way, he went the other? Is that what happened there? Yeah, it's an option route. Um, we're more than staring zero, so we max protected it. Um, understanding they're coming to get me, I, I made a guess and I guess wrong. Yeah. Well, um, we had a refresh, get healthy this next week and we got to attack the rest of the season week by week. Do you feel like the offense took another step in the right direction with the performance tonight? Um, I mean, we're just going out there. I thought thought our guys had a lot of a lot of great effort. Um, you know, I just got to make one more. Shoot reference 21 before that game. You play in Tampa and you, lo you lose on a touchdown in overtime. And, but the offense found something. Do you feel like building off last week, there was some, I'm going to say positives, but something building off of this? Yeah, I mean, I think you can you can say that. And, again, I think effort was there. Execution was there. Um, Got to make a couple more plays. And you know, there's a couple we wish we had back. No, that's the right, that's the right play. Well, I mean, make no mistake, that's a, a really good football team. They're defending NFC champs for a reason. Um, they made they made plays tonight. They made enough to win the game. Uh, it'll be important. Um, Got to find a way to win. But on the pick, did you not see him? Look like you just didn't see him. Is that what happened there? Yeah, they played trap, trap coverage. Um, Steph did a good job of, you know, getting inside and um, being friendly, and the kid made a hell, hell of a play. Josh, a lot of football left, but in terms of where you find yourself with the team right now, how confident are you as a group to make a push and I'm extremely confident in our guys and, and the men that we have in this locker room. Um, you know, and we understand where we're at. So we gotta, gotta get things going. Concerted effort, Josh, again to use your feet, again to run the ball the way we've seen you do it in the past. Can you talk about maybe how that's you're reincorporating that into your game and it's maybe evolving back to that a little bit? Yeah, I mean, I think the opportunity just kind of presented themselves today and. 
I don't think it was coming into this game thinking I'm gonna, I'm running more, or more or less. Um, just you know they they presented themselves and we took advantage of it. All right. There it is. There's the court. There's the quarterback. And a lot that we could say. A lot that we could say. A lot that we could say about it. So. There it is. There's your quarterback, Josh Allen. So let me get into some of the ugly. Some of the ugly games. There's some of the ugliness that I did not like. Well, well, first and foremost, I was telling you a lot about this when we were doing uh, Bill's post game. But I was saying a lot, and I know I touched on it earlier. I was talking a lot about the too many men penalty, too many men on the field penalty when the Bills had a chance to win the game against Denver after Will Lutz missed his field goal. And then again, he gets a second chance opportunity. I, I didn't like that at all. I really didn't. So clearly, clearly in my mind, I'm thinking somebody missed the memo. That they were supposed to be off the field. But when I look more closely at my ugly, and even though that's my big, my big ugly, because I, I honestly couldn't think of anything more for my ugly, or my good, or my bad. Because ugly and bad were like pretty much meshed, meshed together. Especially with the too many men on the field penalty. I, I just was like, if we don't have too many guys on the field, and guys aren't missing the memo, if they miss the field goal, we win the game. I mean, that's all there is to it, right? Wrong. Okay, what I mean by wrong is I'm thinking that that's all there should be to it. But actually, I'm wrong. Because Even if they miss the field goal, if a penalty doesn't get called, yes, we win the game. But if it does get called, we have to make sure that they, we have to make sure that they, so the opposing team in this case, in this case, the Denver Broncos, because that's where the penalty occurred, we have to make sure that Denver. Misses the field goal again. Which obviously Will Lutz did not. And wouldn't you know it? The Bills fall in that game. 
Now they do get the sweet taste of revenge on the New York Jets beating them. Let's not forget about that. Because the last time they played the Jets was a couple was a couple of weeks ago, back in September. And that was to open the season. And the Jets beat us 22 to 16. So for us to come out in front of our home crowd and put a smackdown, and I mean a smackdown, on the Jets, it feels pretty, it feels pretty good. It feels pretty good. Honestly, it feels pretty good that the Bills are able to do that. Did I expect them to win against Cincinnati? I thought they would. And I was hoping that they did. But they didn't. And now for them to be into the playoffs, they have to win in front of a tough schedule. They have to win with a tough schedule. Speaking of the tough schedule here, as we finish up here in our final segment, speaking of the tough schedule, let me share my screen and let's go down the games that the Bills have remaining on the game, have remaining on this, on this year's season. Of course, there's the game in Miami at a time to be determined on January the 7th. When we're in 2024. But the final games of 2023 are not going to be any easier than the Jets game on November 19th. The Tampa Bay Buccaneer game on October 26th in Thursday Night Football. The New York Giants game on the 15th of October. The last Miami Dolphin game we played where we beat them 40-20. to 20. 48 to 20, I should say. And the games we won before that on September 17th and 24th. So, no matter how you scrape it, but Bill's Mafia. Winning against Kansas City is a must. We have five games left. Kansas City in Arrowhead at 425. And no, sorry, not on December 14th. It's on December the 10th. Excuse me, not December 14th. 
Then on December 17th, we play at home against the Cowboys. We should win that game at home, right? We should give it. We should win that one, right? I'm going to wrap up here with this. At Kansas City versus the Cowboys. At the Chargers versus New England. And then at Miami. To open up 2024 and wrap up this season. It's, 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 it's. It's a must-win. It's a must-win scenario. I'd like to be positive about the Bills, and I still am. But if we don't beat Kansas City next week, if we don't beat Kansas City, I'm not even sure, but I am still positive, and I'm going to stay positive. But again, like I said, I'm not even sure the Bills are going to make the playoffs this year. I am hopeful that they will. I'm very, very hopeful that they will. like I said before and I already said it just before I say it again if we do not beat Kansas City I have a feeling we're on the road to the off season so let me know what you guys think. Let me know what you think of this episode. If you enjoyed it. Despite how positive or unpositive it was. Let me know what you guys think. I'll be back with you guys. For Bill's post game. On Sunday, December 10th. Time permitting. If I'm able to get it out there on Sunday. Or recorded on Sunday. We might record on Monday, but I'll be back with you guys after the bye week for more Bills post game. Maybe the finals of the season, depending on where the Bills sit in the standings. And I'm going to be honest with you right now to wrap up. I'm going to be honest with you right now, Bills Mafia. I'm going to be honest with you. Five games left. I still think Josh and Sean and all the guys involved on this Buffalo team can do it. I still think Buffalo can and will make a push for the playoffs. 
I still feel that Buffalo will make it through these five games and potentially and hopefully hit Pater to hit the playoff. But you just never know. Thank you so much for joining us today on Sports for Beginners for all the content we've provided for you so far in for you so far enjoy the song bank if you're tuning into CNT radio tonight and special shout out to Ryan and Matt who are the hosts of the, yes, the, they are the hosts of the Shout a Buffalo Football Podcast. So special shout out to them. It is presented by Syracuse.com and NYUP.com. And brought to you by Top Friendly Markets. We are not brought to you by anybody right now because we don't know we don't have any sponsors. But shout out to Ryan and Matt who do an absolutely great job covering the bills. Absolutely great job for any other uh, Buffalo Bills reporters. Whether they do it on Locked On, like Joe Marino does it, or they do it for any of the other big companies, or if they just do it for the team in general, like Matty Glab, the team reporter. I gotta just... I want to end it on a high note by shouting these people out and thank you, the listeners, as we receive, at the end of November, we receive the rap edition of podcasters. I want to thank every single one of you. Country to country, Canada to the States, all the way to Hungary, all across the world. I want to thank you so much for giving us a listen and for such a for such an incredible year. Our second year is going to become full when we come to August 2024. 
and our third full year is August 2025. But no matter what, we've really sprung. We've really sprung. And I know we didn't get into all the uh, news that's probably breaking right now, especially the news that broke last night. We covered it on Penguins postgame, though. Uh, the news that broke last night in Penguins land. Tristan Jari becoming the first Penguin goaltender in Pittsburgh Penguins history to actually score a goal. So I know we didn't catch it. We know I know we didn't get into all of that. But thank you so much, anyways, for joining us. And please, please remember that until we talk to you again, whether that's on Penguins post game, on Bills post game, on this here podcast just the actual podcast or on the combined podcast please remember that it is not goodbye it is always until next time thank you very very much for a great year in 2023 and in 2022, last year. Please tell all your friends you know. And if you, like, tell everyone you know. Get us out there. And until we talk again, Bills Mafia, this is Scott McGregor signing off for episode 36 of Sports for Beginners season 2 and for the podcast itself Sports for Beginners this has been our Bills bye week program right here on Sports for Beginners Thank you so much for joining us, and we will talk to you again, talking Bills football, after Chiefs versus Bills. Tomorrow, Saturday, December 2nd, is the December show, live from Wingnuts. For Shout a Buffalo Football Podcast. Hope you guys all tune in. Maybe catch them there. Catch Ryan and Matt there. But as for me, I'll be back with you for Bill's Football Talk on Sunday, December 10th. Maybe Monday, December 11th. And it looks like we're going to make it only to 37 episodes this year. And that's fine. That's 
Absolutely fine with me. Our Christmas special season finale will be that episode. And with all that being said, we'll see you around. Thank you so much for listening to Sports for Beginners. If you would like to learn more about the show, you can visit the podcast Facebook page or visit the official website. You can also send us an email at sportsforbeginnerspodcast8231 at gmail.com. As we always remind you, it is not goodbye, it is until next time.